You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go! I don't have a quirky intro today, and welcome to Podcast BXN episode 175. I am one. Oh, I'm sorry, hold on, let me rewind. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I shot magic with my freaking mind, or whatever the line goes. And welcome to Podcast PXN episode 175. I am one of your hosts, the perennial dating app swiper from Portland, Oregon, uh, the tonsillitis king, Christian Macias. And I'm joined over Discord by Kentucky's number one Spartan and PXN founder, Daniel Prindle, aka Dan is DTM. Go. Go? It was, a, it was a no. Where? No, I, don't, I don't know. Go. And uh, let's all salute the president of the Tifa Lockhart uh, fan club. He's the Nintendo aficionado and artist extraordinaire at Roro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a co- co- podcast co host now. I guess we do that now. That's weird. I didn't think. Oh, yeah, this is what we're doing. This is how just, we're going to start the show. Keep the, just got to keep the bit going. And one half of the Men and Gitch podcast, Battlefield Bad Boy, the Tarkov Teletubby himself, my liege and lover, Gage Dempster. Hello, Blitz, President. When's your next fucking election? Six? Ooh, six? Know. 2026? No. No, midterms uh, were when? For, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Next year. This November? No, this today's 2023. And by today, I right, mean this no. Year. Is that how that works? No, yeah, it'd be 24 November. Everyone uh, log off. Stop watching right now. Ooh, ooh. Uh, November 2024 is the next election. Election. Yeah. Yes, for presidential. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, this is not a political podcast, although I wish it were sometimes. But, however, thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday, I swear, at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN. Also on twitch.tv slash podcast PXN. Housekeeping, none today. Swag. The topic of the show this week is, is video game writing actually bad? We'll find out. But first, the show always starts with the PXN News of the Week, so let's go ahead and jump right in. But doink, uh, we're in the quick bites. Some smaller news here for you. Uh, let's see what this is all about. First item of the day, a little snack. Uh, Bruce Straley previously of Naughty Dog, calls for unionization after not getting The Last of Us HBO credit. Of course, Bruce Straley had a huge role in creating the world, characters, and story of the original Last of Us. Bruce did get a uh, credit on The Last of Us Part Two, uh, but is not seeing any credit on the show, nor any payment whatsoever. Uh, yeah, kind of a bummer. Yeah, payment's tricky, but no credit, that's, that's not Sure. sure. Like sure, a sure. special thanks or something. Anything. He should, well, he should show up right alongside uh, Neil Druckmann in that opening credits yeah. where it sure. says based on the story by or. Yes, or exactly. Maybe they'll add it in later because they did that for Marty O'Donnell for the Halo series. <laughs> As they should. They did As later. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Hopefully they make it right some way. This is when I found out the original story for The Last of Us was supposed to be um, Tess. Uh, getting revenge on Joel and chasing them uh, throughout the country. Um, to which it was before that? Tell me. Uh, it's supposed to be uh, you're playing as a police officer and his daughter. 
That was Neil's original pitch for this game. And then you'd have to pay, you'd have to play as the daughter when the police officer's heart problems started acting up. Whoa. That's some deep. That's some well, deep that's, okay. Whoa, I knew about the test one. Cool. I didn't know about that one. Yeah, that's cool. That was the original yeah. pitch when Neil was still a game developer and not a lead. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, kind of neat. Look at how stories are shaped. Isn't that neat? <laughs> anyway, let's use it nice. Moving on. Nintendo news. Nintendo is planning to increase production of the Nintendo Switch. So everyone's saying, don't worry, lads. A new Switch is coming. Turns out it actually might not be anytime soon because, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, eh? Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> but, I mean, not unfortunately. unfortunately. I mean, the, the Switch is awesome and I, and I love it, but... Um... I do. I would love to see what the next thing from Nintendo is, but at the same time, it would be crazy for them not to just ride this uh, ship as long as they can, uh, which I, I cannot be mad at them for. Make more switches because they sell crazy. Oh yeah. Are we, are we sure it ain't broke? though? for the for the type of. Want to release? Oh, I'm, that's true. I'm with you, dude. I'm I'm with you, but like they still sell like hotcakes. You know what I mean? Seven years of this switch, still selling like crazy. That's the real winners, Nintendo. Let's be real. One thing to have problems with, like, third-party games on your system, but when, when your exclusive first-party games aren't able to run up to spec, it's like, eh, your hardware is not, well, doesn't quite line up with what your software visions are. And the other thing is, is, like, even when their next platform comes out, they don't have to immediately stop selling the Switch. Like, the you sure. know, previous consoles usually go on for a long time, so... Like the, the switch has already stopped 114 million units. Like maybe we should start looking to the next console, Nintendo. For sure. I'm sure they got stuff in R and D, but um, here's the here's a quick question. We're gonna stop here for a second. Nintendo, every time they like iterate and make like a new main hardware, they do something very quirky and very different than what's come before. Would you reckon? Do you think they could like like would continue to do like a Switch Two or a Switch Pro, just like? This thing is still still selling really well. Like we don't need to innovate mm. this next iteration. Let's just make the hardware itself better, but still be the same thing with the Joy Cons, the touchscreen, mobile gaming hybrid. I think it's just that you bring that up because I feel like they have. I feel like there'll be one small thing, but for the most part, it'll be unchanged. But I feel like Nintendo is mm. physically in, incapable of not innovating every time they release a new. There'll be like there'll be like a Switch stylus with the two or something like that. Like it'll be something small, yeah. but mm -hmm. I feel like they have to. 3D, yeah. again. Oh, God. <laughs> 3D again. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I hope they do something different, but, I mean, like, with the Wii U, they, they fumbled that a little bit with, like, the Wii was such a great success, and then, like, let's do essentially the Wii 2, but it wasn't that because it was just a screen, and, yeah, it was it, they fumbled that a little bit, but they kept the same name. So I think if they want to keep the success going, they, they just don't make that same mistake twice, um, yeah. which is, uh, I guess, could be a little bit tricky. I remember when the Wii U came out, like the trailer, the announcement. I thought it was a controller. I thought it was just like the, the, the pad. Yeah, <laughs> for sure a lot of people did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Moving on. I think we maybe touched on this last week. I can't remember, but we got confirmation of it. Crystal Dynamics announces it will end support of Marvel's Avengers later this year. Uh, R.I.P. to the Avengers players, whoever's out there that are still playing this game. It's not enough content, I think. Um, yeah. Kind of sad, but so it goes. Sure, I guess. I don't know. I never played it. I, I like the campaign, but everything else around it, I didn't didn't like. 
like all the games of service stuff and the skins and the cosmetics and yeah all that you you didn't like having to punch a regular security guard as the hulk (laughs) times to kill him because he's a level 10 and you're a level nine did that, like did that kind of ruin the hulk immersion for you rashan <laughs> it did it did uh, yeah. lose a little bit of the immersion <laughs> for me yeah and all the enemies kind of being the same yeah yeah there was a lot wrong with it but the story i liked and i liked the war for wakanda expansion but yeah everything else not super great not super great at all which sucks because crystal dynamics is a great studio i know if you're interested in playing this game for the story but like before this game ends support do it fast because after what i think september is when they stop supporting it um mm. you will not be able to get this game anymore at least not digitally so yeah get just watch on the cutscenes on youtube save or that <laughs> yeah. sure save yourself the money it's okay <laughs> it's also free on various platforms true so moving on gage is very upset about this the day before has been delayed to november after alleged trademark issues yeah right oh brother gage pop off tell me about this uh it's it's fraud fraud what what is fraud (laughs) the game the game i don't think i don't think the game exists in the way that it's been shown and this is i mean this is the exact same thing as as abandoned you have a very small studio showing you a game that seems like it's way too good to be true because it is and uh yeah, I mean, there's always there's always an angle with with abandon. It was the lack of transparency to a to a point where it was extremely suspicious. With this one, it was like they recently had some sort of event where they were trying to get awareness for their studio, and they showed very little gameplay for the game, and instead spent like the entire runtime of this seven or eight minute thing talking about this weird Skype alternative that they've made in house, and they're trying mm-hmm. to sell people on that for businesses. So I'm like, hmm. This is uh, usually not what uh, you don't really see Bethesda talking about their email service that they uh, that they use on like you know front and center at the Xbox uh, showcase. So there's a little, little bit of a uh, little bit of blood red flags all over the place, but you know, way she goes nowadays. And the game got taken off Steam, by the way, due to this yeah. this trademark issue, which is which... is very suspect to begin with. People are speculating it just just probably just does not exist because there is no yeah. game. The only thing I could see is that they, I think for a while, maybe they've subtly changed it, but for a while they were using the exact same font as The Last of Us when they called it oh. the day before. So if we want to say that there is some sort of trademark issue, maybe that's it. But I'm kind of in line with Christian where I just think they're trying to buy time to make the game that they've now promised everyone, which almost certainly does not exist in the way that they've shown it. So maybe, maybe there's a hint of truth to that because they were just straight using the font for the who knows the game's not real it's it seemed to be like the strategy was let's make up a game and then and hopefully secure funding in some capacity yes uh, and then make the game after the fact yes that is absolutely it if you watch those really early game well here's the thing too the gameplay clips that we were shown what two three years ago the game still hasn't come out and you know obviously yeah the, the the gameplay that we've seen has been hyper polished but it just seems like they've taken the best aspects of every game and managed to fit them into one game which nobody else has been able to do i mean rockstar comes close with their flying and driving and shooting but like you're telling me that this studio has, has figured it out i guess okay what's the secret damn we cut you off what were you saying oh no you, you you're good uh their trademark issues too were because 
they announced the game and then like i think years later somebody else bought the the naming rights to it which if you're gonna make a game why would you do that in that order like oh, you trademark it first yeah oh wow, wow. You know what the I trick wanna... is? Tell me. You know what the secret is? And how to get studios to make games like this? You need to make sure that in your studios, every employee is constantly drinking sparkling water. Listen, listen, I do love sparkling water. Every weekend, I treat myself to polar water, ruby red grapefruit, uh, another flavor I keep, I'm forgetting right now. And uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Delicious. People who drink sparkling water are the people who drink IPAs. Of, of like health i'm sorry <laughs> it's just so yummy you know it's like a little no, tree had a little bit of hummus <laughs> see notes oh i'm getting notes of barley wheat flour no you're not nah. it's beer it's just water man moving on uh here we go uh in 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 our weekly look at this shitty person news uh justin <laughs> roiland has resigned from squanch games after facing domestic violence charges that's not all folks let us not forget that there are also leaked images uh, of him texting <laughs> uh, very sexually explicit messages to several minors up on the internet. So he has cut ties with Squanch Games uh, and also Rick and Morty slash Adult Swim. So generally, do not recommend things. Yeah, why would you? As a, as, as a grown man, why would you do this? Right. Oh my God. Uh, Insane. It's weird how it's always the grown men with like massive audiences and like it's like you you can probably, be on a little bit of better behavior maybe parts above your weight as opposed to being a piece of shit sure. but yeah. sure there's there's like, probably a couple of jokes uh in high in life near the end that they probably need to patch out after this news too because uh, oh no. i was finishing well as i'll talk about later i was finishing that last or yeah last night or two nights ago whenever that was and uh yeah there was some some jokes in there that I was like, this, oh, poor timing. In hindsight, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Some more bummer news. I don't know who, I don't know anyone that's looking forward to this game. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't hear anyone talk about this game at all until it comes up on the news. Lord of the Rings Gollum is delayed. Will now release between April and September of 2023. Kind of a weird, you know, window there, but there you have it. Gollum, look forward to it in the spring slash fall. I did Spring that summer. forget that that game existed. I, what is this game about? I need to know what this game is about. I mean, it's about Gollum. <laughs> what, do you, what do you do? Isn't it like a stealth game? I'm about to blow your guys' mind. This game okay. was announced on March 25th, 2019. Oh, yeah. That's not that long ago. Almost four years Three ago. Three years ago. Oh. Almost four. 2019? March yeah, almost four. Almost oh yeah, four. you're right. Sorry, four years. That's insane. Yeah, but it's been delayed a couple of times, right? This is obviously not the first time. Yeah, like a couple of delays as well. That's that's the more concerning part to me is that it keeps yeah. getting delayed over and over. Somebody should uh, get this onto their our fantasy critic. Fantasy critic. Yeah, Dan. Not yeah, a Dan, chance. Dan, you <laughs> want this one? Not a chance. <laughs> well, give it to you. I'll give you two bucks. Really this game actually <laughs> comes out and it's a yeah, bang. You should pick the day before and Gollum. <laughs> no. Yeah. And then those are both my counterpicks, Stella. And also Starfield. It's coming yeah, before I'm, April, I'm, right? Pocket. It is coming out in April. Fuck <laughs> both of you. Moving on. Uh, 
I was originally not gonna say this. I was gonna see. I was gonna feel the podcast out to see how you guys felt about it. But then Dan just said, "Fuck it, I'm sending this to the whole PXN oh. chat anyway." Whoops. Um, I don't, well, it reading. was very vague, you know. Yeah, and there's also more to what you said as well. Uh, we got some dead space details uh, by looking at trophies. We found out that there is, a, and we got confirmation on Twitter as well. There is a secret ending to the Dead Space remake. Additionally, there's also some alternate endings. Could be singular, could be plural. Yes. Isn't every ending a secret ending until you see it? Mm. Good for thought. Good for thought. Mm. Well, but it's not a secret if we've already played the original game, right? I haven't played the original game. Secret to me. That's that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) But that's I like the alternate endings and uh, them being more that they're adding some new stuff to it. Even though I'm not going to play this, no way in hell. But that's cool. That's really cool. (laughs) This is interesting. No, this this is more interesting because like. I thought the plan was just to do like a, you know, from start to finish remake of the original game. And then maybe if this does well, uh, remake Dead Space 2, um, which was more of an action than than horror game. But if this is the case with the like alternate endings slash a secret ending that may be different, um, they may be just going in a different direction, you know, with that, like a, a brand new Dead Space 2. We don't know. Yeah. I hope not. This is a full Dead remake too, right? So assumingly it's, it's new dialogue with new performers. So they could mm. tweak. Story. It's not completely out of that has Isaac talks before. Yep, that has happened before. Also, speaking of alternate endings, shout out to the one true king of alternate endings. I am legend alternate ending. Oh, remember that? Yep. Remember how it was yeah. infinitely better than the ending we got? Yeah, I remember seeing that. Like, I think it was on the DVD. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know why that memory unlocks just now, but like, dude. Going to Blockbuster and picking up the DVD and being like, wait, what? There's an alternate ending? And there's like these videographic comics you could watch too. Remember the scene with the dog? Yeah, that was rough. That dog's still alive. Turned 15 recently. That rocks, dude. Oh my god. Moving on. Samantha. <laughs> I looked at Samantha, dude. I almost said shitfall. I don't know what the hold on. <laughs> uh shift. Sh- sh- shift. Just Shift all. all. <laughs> oh my god, I had so much trouble reading this company's name. Shift All announces Mutok. Okay, a new Bluetooth voice suppression microphone. And it looks straight up like a muzzle. It goes over your mouth. You cannot see the mouth so at all. Can we get one for Gage? Oh. You guys are both making jokes. Who's going first? <laughs> <laughs> God, this what does weird. it say about your character that this is what happens? Dan, go first. <laughs> what are you gonna say? Oh, I, I, I just said, can we get one for Gage? There. Nice, nice. <laughs> so never so mind. You were ganged up on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Evenly distributed. I love it. Yes. My God. Could you imagine the ASMR with this thing? It's gonna go hard. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. I love. Yeah. I love the guy at the beginning. He's like doing like a little photo shoot, and he's he's trying to look cool with it. <laughs> But he, Dude, it's impossible. You cannot. There's, there's <laughs> okay. a picture on this website. There's a picture. If you scroll down, a picture of a dude with an Oculus and this thing. Yes, it, that's, you, it, <laughs> that's oh, pa- no. we live in a parody world. That is literally what black meat like. I don't that's understand. Mirror, yeah. that's I don't scary. understand. Can you tell me what the point yeah. of it is? Like, why? Voice suppression. There's no leakage. Yeah. We can hear you us very well. There's a great example in this uh, this very trailer where this guy is just screaming <laughs> over and over, and his I assume his girlfriend is like, "Shut the hell up!" And he puts this thing on, 
problem solved. Unless problem he's solved, just right? mouthing and it doesn't actually work. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Which is the Trump? Which is which is the variable in all of this? You could spend fucking how much is it? Two hundred dollars to look like an idiot, and then it also doesn't work. <laughs> I can look like a... an idiot for free. So <laughs> exactly. That's much more efficient. Anyway, uh, we also got some more technology updates here. There's a last, last quick buy item. Uh, NVIDIA released an eye tracker thingy. I tried really hard to find the, uh, uh, the article again. <laughs> I couldn't find it. So it's the eye tracker thingy. Uh, you, turn that, you turn that bad boy on, and it uses artificial intelligence to uh, artificially uh, make it so that your eyes are looking straight into the camera, even if you look away. You know, I'm doing it right now. I'm kidding. I'm not. Um, it'll look like you're looking straight at the camera, which is cool for like some, you know, you know, accessibility stuff. People are doing it for all sorts of stuff. There's also like the weird moral area where people are applying it to videos of not themselves. And anyway, NVIDIA. The the video that I saw, I'm sure you saw it too, Christian. If you bring this up, but the video that I saw of this streamer explaining it was so creepy. You just like it's it weird. Was, it was a side by side, and he's just like constantly looking at the camera, no matter. Obviously, that's the, the technology. But I feel like people don't even do that in real life. Like, why would you even need? Like, I don't stare at someone like intently <laughs> like this the entire time I'm talking to them. It's yeah. just I don't know. It's it's weird. I don't think that this is. But maybe the accessibility stuff that you're talking about it, it could be cool. But uh, for like streaming, I don't know why you would just look at the. Camera. I wouldn't. I love yeah. to look away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was weird. Weird. Weird video. Okay, nobody else has thoughts. Swag. <laughs> that means we can move on over into our PXN News of the Week. And uh, I forgot to tell Dan about this, so we're going to fumble a little bit through the first part of PXN News of the Week. But I think, I think we'll do a decent job. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, new information coming out on, you know, regarding uh, 343 Industries as well as Halo Infinite. Uh, there's a new article that kind of does not coincide with some of the news that we talked about last week. Um, I did not get a chance to read it. I also missed some stuff. I'm sure there's other stuff I missed. Dan, I'd gather, did read this. Uh, can you catch us up? I'm trying to remember what we even talked about last week. Because uh, we kind of... Sorry. Go ahead, Ra. No, I, no, I think you, you might remember. Okay. Yeah, uh, sorry. I've, so we, if, we were talking about single-player content and, and, and their supposed cancellation yeah. of it, whether or not it actually even started. I think after... I think after last week, I, I don't think this came out before, I think was Jason Schreier and Jess Corden's comments. Is that right? Yes, we didn't talk about that, that last happened. week. They both said that single player content never really moved past the brainstorm kind of like talking yes. phase. Yes, okay. So they were both commenting on the Reddit post that had like a breakdown of all this stuff that was going to happen in terms of campaign being canceled and all this other stuff. So essentially, Jez and Jason Trier were both saying that, yeah, this post is basically not accurate at all or, you know, largely conjecture. Uh, and that included, you know, canceled campaign content because they both said that apparently it wasn't even in the works, which is crazy to me because they they had um, the endless uh, trademarked, which was supposed to be like, you know, a hint towards whatever that was next. Um, so that is fascinating. Maybe it just was like in the uh, phase where they were talking about it and never really started on it. But um, that is interesting because essentially 
it is debunking what people were speculating in terms of saying that 343 was going to be uh, basically turned into a publisher moving forward, that they were just going to be eliminated completely and uh, they were just going to hand off the license to other developers and not work on Halo after Halo Infinite, which they obviously Jason Trier and uh, Jez Corden said that, you know, that's not true. And also, we got a statement from 343 uh, that said that yes. that's not true. Um, and I'm trying to think if I'm forgetting something. Uh, well, there was an IGN article that I think uh, came out, what, yesterday or two night. days ago? Last, yeah, and actually the IGN article confused me uh, because it was filled with information that we already knew about. I almost felt like the IGN article was behind because uh, I had actually responded to Ryan McCaffrey on Twitter and I was like, hey, like, I'm confused because like this doesn't match up with what Jason Schreier and Jez Corden were saying. Um, yeah, and there, there's just a lot of confusion because there's conflicting information. And uh, uh, the other thing is as well, uh, in the I IGN article, they referenced uh, previous developers that were saying how uh, 343 management was the issue and everything else which those people who worked at 343 at that time were working with different management than that are in control now because obviously Pierre, who is in charge now, was not in charge when these other people were there. It was Bonnie Ross, it was Chris Lee, uh, who was the original head of um, 343 for Infinite. Um, so yeah, it, it's very, very confusing because there's a lot of conflicting information out there. Uh, as far as what my what I'm gathering from it is that nothing's really changing in terms of 343 taking ownership of the game. However, I think that uh, of the franchise, I should say. However, I do think that like oftentimes the truth is somewhere in the middle. So like I think that this personally means that 343 is going to uh, expand their horizons more to other developers so like gauge often talked about wanting to see other developers work with halo uh, as a license i think they're going to do that a lot more and work with a lot more companies now that's just what i'm gathering from this um and possibly see more like you know new experiences like a la halo wars um so which yeah th that's cool i'm i'm excited to see more halo stuff if that it, it does actually happen um, Gage, real quick, is that something that excites you or makes you nervous at all? Somewhere in the middle? Yes. Other. Go ahead. Dan, Dan and I, at the center of our disagreements and how we view Halo, I think Halo's strongest asset is, is its universe and Halo, and and Dan is very much the enjoys Master Chief and Cortana at the center of the of the focal point. I wouldn't. So, say as somebody who's always said that I think the universe is like the strongest asset that halo has that it's a really well thought out universe and the lore is incredible I, this is this is this is exactly what i wanted i want more spin-off stuff i want to see like it, people keep bringing this up but something like hail uh alien isolation where you're like a marine trapped on like a ship that has flood all over it that sounds fucking awesome that sounds really cool give me a survival horror game set in that universe mm. i'd love a third person action adventure maybe you play as an odst guy whose pod got stuck uh, behind enemy lines like there's there's so many things that i think the halo universe is ripe for exploration with so for me i am excited like like dan and i have talked at length i haven't been the biggest fan of 343 like i i'll never say that they're an awful studio and they make bad games but they just haven't been for me they haven't hit quite the same so 
and uh, in terms of like I, I feel like I have to say this to be fair when when we say like conflicting reports and how they're talking about old management I mean Bonnie Ross was there like three months ago like in terms of a video game life cycle this is pretty recent so when you hear reports of them saying management is incompetent and which is which was the working theory for a long time and then it's like well there's new management now it's like well yes but they're clearly talking about like Halo Infinite that we're seeing now is is still kind of the result of the prior management right like they're just now starting to fix things so when i see reports of people talking about this like i don't really i feel like i don't discredit it as much because i'm like yeah well pierre just took over like recently so obviously up until three months ago management was a serious issue but overall pretty pretty positive going into this i'd love to see more unique takes on the halo ip just to be clear, I wasn't trying to discredit them. I was just more so saying, like, this is a different situation now. We're looking forward. We are in a much better situation right. than what we were yes. before uh, is all I was trying to go with. And I agree with you, Gage, that the universe is Halo's most exciting thing. I love Master Chief and Cortana. You're not wrong. But also, mm -hmm. I love the universe as well. Absolutely. The characters, amazing. Yeah. Well, like, like you and I say, like Halo Wars, right? Like any yeah. other franchise, if, if Call of Duty were to try to make an RTS, even though I would solely say go for it, <laughs> give it a shot. Like, I feel like most fan bases would totally like shun that. But Halo Wars was welcomed with open arms and like everyone loved it. And Halo Wars 2 was great. Like, I'm surprised we didn't see more of that sooner because of the po like positive critical reception. They might not have sold like crazy, but yes. I don't think they were made at a loss. They definitely were not made at a loss, I don't think. So it's like... Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm, I'm 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 it's unfortunate that it took this for in order for this to happen, but Right. That's a great point too, Gage, because like yes, those didn't sell well and like now we're in a, a time where Microsoft doesn't really care about sales, they care about Game Pass games. Yes. So like this yes. is a perfect time to introduce stuff like this where we get more variety and creativity in the Halo universe. I I yeah, that'd be really cool. Especially with the popularity of like The Last of Us, like again, it, it because both of these franchises, well, Halo's been around a lot longer than than The Last of Us, so it would be kind of cool. Where it's like, I mean, they could totally play with the flood and have like some really creepy, like you know, like like we're like we're gonna talk about later with like tendrils and stuff like that. It's like they could, if they made a game that just focused on one specific part of the universe or one part of the lore and really fleshed it out, they could come up with some really cool ideas. The only issue is that with modern AAA development, probably not something you're going to see for the next five to seven years, maybe. Unless it's an obsidian Unless. scale sort of spinoff, right? Like Grounded. Grounded didn't take forever. Grounded was just a yeah. little, you know, side of oh, right. that turned out to be an incredibly successful game. I want to know what kind of game Ro wants to see from the Halo universe. <laughs> a visual novel dating scene. Oh, yes. I knew it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! It's a Cortana and some other uh, other. Yeah. What are they? What are those called? I guess AI. AI, yeah. Okay. Like weapon and stuff. Mm. Like and that. AI yeah. dating sim. Hell yeah! Hell nice. yeah! <laughs> I love it. I love it. Honestly, Speaking a third-person action adventure would be fun. But yeah, third-person. Hell yeah! Basically, yeah. action adventure. Action yeah. adventure. That's not Halo. I'm kidding. <laughs> it could be though. It could be. It could be. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Xbox, though, Xbox had their developer direct today, and I have an IGN recap for you here. We can discuss our... our I, I watched this live. Uh, I know Daniel did as well. I think maybe Rope watched part of it? I watched it too, yeah. Okay, so three of us watched it live. I think uh, Gage was at work, so Gage can chime in with various thoughts uh, after the fact. But I have a recap for you here. 
and we'll go. Uh, I'll, I'm going to skip around the actual IGN article because I wrote down the stuff uh, in order that they showed it. The very first thing that we saw was Minecraft Legends, and this gets an April release date. Yeah, I, oh, sorry, I thought you raised your hand. Uh, this gets an April release date, and we got a huge, uh, kind of lengthy look at, at PvP details. Dan was sort of high on this in our in a little our little uh, private chat. You want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, I thought. I mean, obviously, I played Minecraft a long time ago when it first came out, but uh, not really into it lately. But uh, Minecraft Legends looks really cool. I think it looks like a. I told you guys in the chat, it looks kind of like a tower defense, like meets sim type experience, which I, I thought that was really cool. Or not sim strategy, uh, which I think looks really cool. Uh, obviously, they did Minecraft Dungeons, which was like a top down crawler dungeon crawler type experience. So. Yeah, it's kind of cool that they're doing mm. more experiences like this in Minecraft. Bro, I think you agree with Dan as well. Are you yeah, going to get into he, Minecraft Legends? I, I, don't, I don't know if it is exactly for me, but what I saw was I, it was I was impressed by it. Like I wasn't expecting it to look like this and have as many deep uh, uh, aspects to it as, as it mm. did, like the PV, PvP, PvE sort of stuff, the, the tower defense stuff that uh, Dan was talking about. I wasn't, I just it's wasn't so expecting right. that. So when he said like this, you know, I'm kind of, maybe I'm crazy, but this looks awesome. But I was like, no, yeah, this does look really cool just because it, it was, wasn't what I was expecting from a Minecraft title, I guess. And that could just be mm. my, my ignorance on the topic because I'm, I haven't really played it that often. But um, yeah, I was, I was impressed by it. Will I play it? I, I don't know. I, I might, honestly, since it's on Game Pass. And if, if, if Dan wants to beard up, I might, I might join him. But uh, usually this wouldn't be the type of game that I play, but I, I liked what I saw. Yes. We'll play against each other, bro. PvP. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep it real with y'all. All right? There's one thing about me, I keep it real. That's fair. I will never play this. All right? <laughs> However, fair. I will never play this. <laughs> However, this, when I'm looking at this game and I'm seeing it in action, I'm like, yeah. For the people that like enjoy these these kinds of games, like it, it will find this audience and it will like find it hard. Like this is it looks like it'd be a ton of fun for the people that that like it, and it looks yeah. pretty great for those kinds of gamers. Not for me. Yeah, I wish it wasn't the Minecraft IP, but gameplay wise, this looks great. I really love. Mm -hmm. I really love. Uh, I think Dan, what you're trying to say is, it's like it almost seems like it's small scale RTS mixed with city builder. Yeah, and uh, that is, I love that. There's not many games in that sort of category. I've actually, in, in what you got for me, I'll, I'll jump into that a little bit. But yeah, oh, no. looks good. Dan, I'll play it with you. I'll play Minecraft Legends. Legends. Oh, no, no. Minecraft. We could do PvP VP. All three of us against each other. I don't know. That's probably not Ooh. a thing. Why, wouldn't it be more it fun is. to be like on the same <laughs> team against other randos? No, we want to destroy each other and kill our friends. We're never on the same team, Christian. Why would we start now? <laughs> I want Dan to destroy my hymen. Uh, oh. Let's move on. Oh. oh my goodness! I'm just a silly little lad. Uh, speaking of things that look good, Turn Ten Studios came around and was like, "Hey, you want to see some gorgeous gameplay of Forza Motorsport? Well, here you go." Uh, although we didn't get a release date, we did get tons of gameplay uh, details on. Um, uh, things like uh, photogrammetry of the tracks, of the cars themselves, of the way light is refracted against a paint of cars, of uh, temperatures of tracks and how that affects uh, each different lap, uh, weather, of course, dynamic weather affecting each and every single second of these laps, uh, 20 new locations uh, that were that are going to be uh, in uh, the game. And we got to look at a brand new track. I forget where it, where it was. Might have been South Africa. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, but again, 
Forza Motorsport will run at 4K 60 FPS with over more than 500 cars. So, Insanity. get excited. Insanity. And uh, more than 100 are, are new to the Motorsport franchise. Just, I think like that's the important stat when they when they mm-hmm. announce these things. Yeah, because they announced 500 cars in in Forza Horizon Five, and I was like, "Oh, cool! I've seen all of these before. <laughs> They're all the sure. exact same as the previous year." Uh, I got really sad watching this video because, of course, as you know, I've been playing my modded racing game on PC, <laughs> and I realized I will I will never play Forza Grand Turismo ever again. I am way too happy playing my little modded games. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's but fair. God, this game looks freaking. This game looks freaking fantastic. I'm not gonna lie to you. The, oh, the accumulation of of dirt, uh, I thought was really cool, and the way it pockets into uh, crevices and not just generally over the car, uh, I thought was really neat as well. And the the pavement is like different temperatures depending on like the di- time of day and like every lap like can be different. It's so insane. Like have other forces not done that before? Maybe I don't know. I just mm-hmm. I was amazed See, when they said that. I said a course of gang. And the the crowd also because like I always remember yeah, the Forza true. crowds always being like flat panels that they just turn towards you as you drive by. Apparently, these are fully three like D images. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Insane. Um, it's it's cool to see like this is what it's like to be on the other side of like Tarkov when when you're when you're describing Tarkov to somebody and they're like, wow, that just doesn't sound fun. That's that's what I hear when they're talking about different the, the tarmac is is different temperatures in this place <laughs> and the water's gonna pile up over the course of the race so like okay this is what this feels like because somebody is gonna love that and i'm like this sounds like way too much i don't want any of this so when i'm playing a set of course i do the exact same thing i change the time of day i adjust the uh, uh, like track temperature and I'm, I'm adjusting like the torque of my car cool shit i'm forza I, one thing i want to mention here uh, that i really i'm <laughs> kind of a uh, i have a, a sound kink you know, when it comes to these kinds of these games, like I just love a really good audio. Uh, and they were talking in depth about how modifying the car will change the um, the sound of the engine itself, which I thought nice. was also fantastic. That was cool. Team 10 is really out here. It's crazy. Whoever has this in Fantasy Critic, you're, mm. you're set. Okay. Mm. I'm gl- you know what? I was talking to my friend today <laughs> on the phone, and he says, because he, he listens to the show, yeah. and he goes, I'm going to keep it real. I think Dan might win again. And I said, oh. fuck you, man. <laughs> but he's right. He's right, yeah. But he's, he might be right. Because uh, if Dan is going to lose, Dan will just do some, you know, shady shit, cut some deals, and then he'll win. Pay off shady, Kirk again. Shady exactly. shit. Kirk? Gage, like... Gage, shady shit, like, actually pick up games, unlike you? Exactly. Wait. That's exactly Wait. Wait. Next, we got a look at, uh, I think, probably the biggest surprise uh, of today from this developer direct. It was Tango Works Hi-Fi Rush, a rhythm action game. And surprise, it's out today, right now. It's on Game Pass. You can go play it right now. I downloaded it. Uh, looks pretty cool. Heck yeah. I think this is a game that I actually want to bring up later in our topic. Of the oh! Show. Yes, for, me too. For games I, I, I made... Uh, uh, I made Gage watch the trailer for this exact reason. It's also in the notes down there. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, nice. Awesome. But yeah, yeah, on on that note, it looks awesome. I would definitely play this game. The art style is amazing. I love uh, a little a little thing that they do in Spider-Verse as well is animate on threes, which is when yep. you hold a frame for three, when you hold an image for three frames, and it looks so cool. 
it just adds like an extra impact to it. And yeah, that's why I really like the, the art style for this one and the game writing. Talk about that later. Okay. And the music, like Nine <laughs> and Inch the, Nails course, yeah. and the Black Keys and not just like having to fight uh, according to like the tempo of the track, yeah. but the environments of the actual level themselves uh, listen to the music. And, and yeah. Dan has Can't something to say. It. He's about to say something. I was just going to say, and like Gage was talking about Grounded before with the Obsidian, like this is why Game Pass is really great sometimes because you let these studios do some smaller projects that are like really cool, like passion projects. So yeah, yeah this is really cool to see. That's a really good point, and it lets them look at it with metrics other than just dollar signs, right? They can mm. be like, "Oh, yes, this, if we put this, if we throw this small little game that you guys just threw on a passion project on the Game Pass, uh, and it gets a, a huge amount of engagement, that's a huge metric for them to be like, okay, well, maybe this might not look profitable to us because we're suits and we're idiots, but clearly a lot of people are playing this game. Maybe we should let them do High Five Rush 2 or whatever their next passion project is. Absolutely. Let them cook. Let them cook. <laughs> We, I remember us talking about the leak last week or mm. something, or the, the title being leaked yesterday, or what? Or, well, I don't remember. But was, was there anything else that leaked about this game besides There was concept that? art, I think. One piece of concept okay. art. And when I saw was it, I was like... Character, I think. Yeah. Was that recent, though? I think was that, that was... Recent, that recent leak? I think it was two like, days, two days ago, ago this yeah. week. Yeah. yeah. But well, that's what I was going to say. Like, I, even though like this game dropped today, I, even though it leaked, I'm, I still think it's impressive that it, they went this long without yeah. it getting yes. out and it yes. coming today and all that stuff. But and I right. couldn't even yeah. believe that it was true because it was, the art style is nothing like what their previous games right. are. Like, so yeah, it was pretty cool. The release date didn't leak, did it? They didn't say that it was coming no. out. No, they said that it would that was be a huge off. surprise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of cool. Can't wait to see it again with Starfield. <laughs> <laughs> well. Don't hold your breath. Uh, I'm, 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 uh, I'm gonna be honest here. I tuned out during this part. I glazed <laughs> over. You can. <laughs> we got some more stuff on the Elder Scrolls Online. You can play a few chapters for free. Uh, Xbox also shared a look at uh, Elder Scrolls Online's newest class, the Arcanist, and talked about its next major content update titled Necrom. The chapter is taking players back to Morrowind. Ooh, from from three. Uh, plus, Xbox revealed that it is ma- making all 20 previous chapters and DLC free to play for a limited time. You can jump into the world of ESO as long as you have access to the base game. Enjoy, you ESO freaks. <laughs> it's very smart, giving people access to everything just to get yes. new players in. Yeah. Just like the Final Fantasy strategy. Okay, final thing they showed off was an extended look at Redfall. Got some more gameplay. Of uh oh shoot. Arcane? Arcane's uh <laughs> newest game. Thank you, Dan. And this is coming May 2nd. Uh to which Dan said, Yeah, there's no way Star uh Starfield comes out before before April. Yeah. We'll see. No way. <laughs> Possible. How how I know uh Gage, you're excited for this. Did you get more excited? After seeing this, um, that's actually it's interesting. No, I I feel like I'm very st- I'm still very excited for this game. Uh, there's I love arcane games <laughs> and I really love the premise of this. This is so this is one of those games where it's like whether it's good or bad or not. This might be this might have to be a game that I pick up and get like a collector's edition, like a steel steel bookcase because I'm just that into it. But I don't know. It's kind of uh, I'm a little bit I wouldn't say worried, but. Usually arcane games will have some sort of spin, like Prey has really good physics and, and uh, 
Dishonored had really good um, supernatural abilities and movement mechanics and stuff like that. Whereas Redfall seems like it, all it has going for it is just the shooting, and the shooting like it leaves a little bit to be desired. So I, I, I'm kind of keeping my expectations in check of, of how much I'll enjoy this, but as somebody who's probably put over well over like 150 hours into Back for Blood, I will almost certainly enjoy this. This game looks infinitely better than that in terms of gameplay. So I wouldn't say I'm more excited. I'm still extremely excited for Redfall. Gage yes. be like, more like midfall. Am I right, fellas? Uh, oh, got him. Got him. Redfall looks fun. Yeah, I think I agree with you, though, Gage. I think it looks good. I don't know if it looks great, though. We'll see. Yes. We'll see. Mm, yes, I'm hoping sure. it's the vibe and the atmosphere. And, like, again, maybe, like, the character custom... Like, they showed off this, the skill tree for, like, a split second, which is kind of weird because, again, they focused a lot of the stuff <laughs> we've already seen in this in this gameplay trailer, which is a bit weird to me. Um, but, like, with the few seconds they did show the um, uh, skill tree and all the different level-up perks, like, that's the part where I'm like, okay, maybe this will be that arcane twist that makes up for the lackluster gunplay it seems like there is a lot of skills and maybe if you can do really cool character builds that'll even things out but still very excited going into this um i will probably be playing this a lot when it comes out they lucked out it releases the week before legend of zelda not the week yeah, after yeah. which would have been devastating which I think. would have been ex yes absolutely that is it for our news of the week we're gonna make a quick stop at our fantasy draft check-in uh, folks, nothing new to report in terms of points. However, Dead Space remake reviews drop tomorrow, which means Dan will most likely be getting some points on the board. Manana will have a full update for you next week, Wednesday. So excited. I'm off Friday, too, so I get to play this on Friday. Oh, you're gonna, yeah, you, you pre-ordered? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm Ain't no way I'm spending 70 quid on this right now. <laughs> actually it's cheaper with ea play it's 10 percent off yeah do you subscribe to that yeah it's game pass ultimate includes it well that's where the money's going yep you know me i'm a hater i'm kidding <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm very excited to play dead space before the year ends just not a launch okay we're gonna take a quick break for our tlu timeout uh this week episode two infected premiered Last week, of course, we gave our thoughts on uh, the premiere episode of The Last of Us HBO. Thoughts on episode two? Ro is popping off in chat, so I'm going to let him go first. Oh, well, I really liked the opening to this episode. And I That's think right. if, they, if they keep doing stuff like this, where they like do a little flashback, not a, well, the first episode, I guess, technically wasn't a flash. Well, it was. It was the talk show. So it was before the outbreak. But um, yeah, if they keep doing that, like expanding on the the lore, I guess, of the the initial outbreak, I would love that just to expand upon that because outbreak day is so cool. And if they keep adding upon that, I think that's a, a plus. Um, I love the the line uh, where she's like, "Bomb, bomb the city." That's the only thing that we could do. <laughs> like when she realized how hopeless the situation was, and I think they did a really good, good job building up to that line actually hitting instead of her just you know saying that. It's a good right. job building up to that, and uh, I, I think we'll talk about it a little bit later. But the the ending of the episode, I was a little bit, uh, a little bit mid on, um, but I do like that they're doing different stuff, mm -hmm. and that I don't think one, at least yet, I don't think one is better than the other, and I'm like, 
getting more from this show in certain aspects, and there's certain aspects from the game that like this was better in the game, but I'm okay with it being different in the show um, because I don't think anything's necessarily bad, just different so far. Um, but with that being said, the the ending, which we'll talk about later with Tess, um, I didn't think hit as hard as it did in the game for me. Yes, but uh, yeah, because Tess is not as well written uh, in the show, in my opinion, because she, that could be there's a, just not a, because there's yeah. just not enough time to to get to know her exactly. Yeah, that's they true. get to know any of them as much, but yeah, yeah. That's especially that, Tess. That could have been it. Yeah. Oh, I thought Gage was going to say something. Oh, I I can jump in. I just want. Does anybody else want to go? I don't want to cut somebody off. No, please. I, oh, Rashan, wait, wait, Rashan, <laughs> say that, say that, whatever. No, whatever I, just I, in your brain. I was just remembering the 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 infected stuff with uh with the clickers and the and we'll, I'm sure we'll oh talk about God, it. Like we'll have a bigger thing. conversation about it, but with the the tendrils connecting all of them too. But yes, the music, um, and the reference to the original trailer with Joel, like having his back oh yeah yeah so yeah. cool i love stuff like that so yeah um That's all right if, if i'm gonna jump in <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna jump in here listen i think i think that the biggest problem that i have with the show and it's it's not a very big well i don't think it's i don't think it's it's weighing the show down as much as it might sound but i think christian might agree with me is that it seems like the show is missing a lot of the nuance from the from the writing and oh the i love you um Tess, Tess specifically is much more of a well-written female character in the game like incredibly so. I don't think I don't think she's necessarily poorly written in the show. I just think it's very strange that they decided to do 9 episodes. I think there should have been 10 with the extra long with the same exact premiere and then we should we probably should have had an episode in between 1 and 2. We probably should have fleshed mm -hmm. out Robert a bit more. We should have fleshed out Tess. Yes. Um maybe like some Marlene, maybe we see Ellie doing her own thing. I feel like I feel like we're just kind of missing an episode in there because I felt the same as Rashan. Like I to me that's still a very faith like again, water cooler conversation, what happens at the state house is very similar to what happens in the game. Right? Three people enter, two people leave. But I I agree with Rashan, it did <clears throat> not hit as hard. I thought I don't think I don't think the decision to have Tess go out the way she goes out is as heinous as some people are making it out online because some right. people are fucking ridiculous. And need to settle down but right it was not it was not as impactful as as the as the game and I, but this is the thing i'm wondering let me I'm tell like, you is why just let me tell is you it why. just the way they did it or is it just the performance because no, the original it's... actor that played tess fucking killed it let me tell you why because the the issue i think with me for tess is that she's I, i'm not i'm not going to call her one-dimensional but the writing for her character is very cold to everyone yeah. including ellie and joel and the difference between, I think, again, for between show and game for me in terms of Tess is that Tess, ha Tess still has a warmth to her. Yes, uh, you're like those right. motherly parts uh, like come out tons of time, tons of times with Ellie. I get that we don't have room for that, but specifically in the state house, like in the end, when you find out that she's like, you know, infected in the game, her voice changes very rapidly to desperation. And I never felt that that true desperation in in the show. It still felt like cold, and it still felt like orders to Joel. And I didn't feel like like a, more of a plea to be like, "You need to do this." Still, we get a right. great line. Save what you can save. That's that's a great line. But I, I didn't feel that in like the tone of her her like just the writing of of okay. show test. Save who you can save, and the delivery of and and we said everything right was really hit. That really hit for me when yes. she said like, "This will make up for all the things we did," because that again. For the most part, the game is much more nuanced. But like in the game, 
that that's kind of only implied where I liked that line in the show where she's like, you need this list will make up for everything that we've done. Because again, I don't think they'll do it in the show because like, like Christian and I've talked about, there's less nuance, but in the game, they are very, very clear that Joel is a bad person, even before the ending of the game, before that mm -hmm. final, that final twist, if we can call it that. Um, it's, it's, it's heavily implied that Joel, I mean, with the whole hunters thing, right. I've been on both sides of these ambush. So that part, yeah, I enjoyed that line, but I, I I agree. And I don't know. The the tendrils thing was kind of weird because at the beginning of the episode I was like, cool, I'm sold now. I, I like it's this tendrils idea. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's you're all worried. And again, as I've talked about when the first teal Tilu timeout, which is a great little name, um, spores wouldn't really work because again, video games you suspend disbelief a bit more in the show. Everyone would just be wearing gas masks all the time because it's like, oh, is this a dusty room or am I gonna get fucking infected? Who knows? Right. But the tendrils I mean, it's, it's kind of it's kind of funny because it's similar to the casting. It's like you might have a preconceived notion that this might be a bad thing, and then just like, just wait and see. Because the idea of this again, based in science, that this fungus has like this alarm system where its tendrils are stretched out, and if you step on a patch of cordyceps a mile away, that it'll trigger the horde. That's really cool, that's, and that's a very video gaming mechanic that's able to be explained away within the lore of this well, live action TV show. That's kind of cool. Let's not let us not forget that I, I messaged this as well. Mushrooms are indeed rhizomatic, so there are networks of real life plants, not just mushrooms, yeah. but various various uh, uh, plant organisms that do have contact with each other when it could be miles away. And that right. is very very accurate, which I thought was like a nice uh, like bringing in the actual science of of uh, fungi. What I thought was pretty neat. This is and this is this is the thing with adaptations where all, sometimes all it takes is like a fresh like I mean people say this all the time a fresh set of eyes like. None of us had any complaints with The Last of Us as a game. In fact, it's one of the greatest games of all time. But a lot of these ideas are cool. And it's like, this just comes from, like, Neil sitting down with somebody who didn't make The Last of Us and sort of talking it out. And he goes, well, what about tendrils? Isn't that a neat idea? And it's like, yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. Now, my issue with the tendrils, though, is that that... Are we going to get into tests? Or, Dan, do you want to give your thoughts on the whole episode? Let's talk about the museum scene first before we start shitting on the test thing. The museum <laughs> scene was fucking awesome. So good. The audio Zero the complaints. is great, dude. Very not good only, Not only the audio, but it's hard to notice because it happens in the background. But when Joel brings his gun up once they get discovered, I love how they made clickers more like they're keeping the game hierarchy <laughs> where it's like it smacks, it disarms Joel immediately. Like Joel puts two rounds into it and then like, I think the camera's focusing on Ellie, but in the background, the clicker just oh, yeah. starts swinging and it throws his gun away from him and Joel immediately retreats. Like, that's what I want the clickers to be like because that's supposed to be in the lore. They're armored, they've got fungus. Like, you do, you want to avoid conflict at all times. So I thought they did a great job illustrating that these things are fucking terrifying. I love the line from, from Joel uh, when he's like, uh, from here on out, we're silent. Not quiet. Violent. Yes, and I was like, "Oh fuck, okay, <laughs> here we go." Yeah, yeah. But Dan, tell us yes. what you think. Yes, which just real quick, not to start with my negative on that section, but my negative on that section was <laughs> like, "What the fuck was Joel shooting at?" Like Joel should be an expert at this point dealing with clickers, and he's shooting at the chest cavity of the clicker, not the head. Like, yeah, I, but, I, I but feel like. The anatomy is different in the last. They're not zombies. They're not reanimated. You can kill them with a chest with like with chest trauma. Yeah, that's how he kills Jimmy fair. in the very very beginning shot because the, the the humans are alive. Right? It just takes so I longer. Guess, <laughs> I guess it's one of those things where it's like, oh, do I try and get the lucky shot on the head where it goes through the fungal, or do I just try to melt him? 
That's fair. It's, it's the only thing I, I can see for that, but that's it, a good point. Yeah. It's a, it's just a minuscule little nitpick. But yes, right. I, I'm totally on the same page with you guys on most of everything else, though. Like, I really enjoyed that intro sequence, and I, I really hope they flush out more of that kind of stuff. My favorite like part of the show. Though. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to that uh, actor. They're finding they're finding really good actors that can come in for one scene, or like Nico Parker, who's only who presumably is only going to be in the first episode. Um, that are able to like connect with the audience because like Rashan said when she says that when she delivers that line and she's like she sets her tea down and she's like <laughs> what an incredible actor to come in for one scene like I bought it I was like wow she she's like yeah this is it this is the end yeah and I've seen her in something else too I can't remember what it was yeah I'm gonna go uh, be with my family real quick but go ahead and bomb us also uh, yeah while you're at it. um. But yeah, Tess, I definitely didn't connect with Tess as much as the games, like you guys were saying. Uh, she definitely didn't get fleshed out as much as you would have hoped. Um, and that does bring me to my other issue, but I don't know if you want me to talk about it yet because that last scene. Uh, but uh, we're, we're running out of tape on Tilu Timeout, so bring it up if you right, got it. All right, all right. <laughs> just real quick. Why why does that infected like walk up to Tess like without ripping her to shreds? Like every other uh, clicker in existence runs up to you and like literally starts tearing she, you to shreds. Is it I because she's infected? infected? I guess. Quick sidebar. Everyone keeps saying this. There is not a single clicker in that horde. The, a stalker came up to Tess. Let's like this is so weird. I'm seeing IGN write articles and it's like the clicker kiss. I'm like that. That well, thing had eyeballs and like yeah. was very like that was a stalker that was not a clicker. Well, but I mean that, again, yeah. yes. Yeah. I I I had the same intuition as as Christian where the the tons of them that are running past her it's like because she's already starting to like they're again it's a because of how it it's not like a they're not infecting people by accident trying to kill them. The goal of the fungus is to just infect and spread. So my takeaway from that scene was that She's already starting to become infected. Therefore, they're like kind of World War Z logic where they're like, all right, well, that's not that's not important. Let's just run past. Now, my only thing is that the tendrils, the kiss is like. With with how aggressive these tendrils have been shown, as soon as that thing came up to test, would that would they not just start like going right up into her sinuses and into her brain? Like, I, I don't feel like she'd be able to stand there as poetically as she would while you're getting these tendrils it, like and that still... was the weird thing where i'm like this th yeah. they're trying to do like this high concept like ooh, double meaning yes. what is happening and it's like no 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 this is supposed to be horrific and graphic and like when the doctor <laughs> pulled those tendrils out she was inside a, a latex suit and they still started like gravitating towards her so it's like that thing kissed you that, they would be like in your eyeballs immediately yeah. you know what i mean and like, she's I, still I, I able... thought that was a little lame she's still, and she's able still to trying it. to figure out the yeah. like <laughs> Somebody's going to do, uh, so I, I think it was Neil or Craig were discussing, like, the, like, the reasoning behind this decision to have it be, like, this sort of kiss, and, like, I'm the kind of dude that's, like, death of the author, like, I don't care what you say, like, sure, I will take, I will take your, the original intent into consideration, but that doesn't matter to me, like, the way it comes across and the way I read it is, is I think, or how even the, the mass audience reads it is probably more important than whatever your intent was, um, and someone's going to do a really good, um, like, think piece on, like, <laughs> like femininity in, in The Last of Us, specifically with Tess, because, like, that is, in, in some regard, like, some kind of, like, violation. It's like a, and that's, like, what they said, too, is, like, it's supposed to be, like, a violating moment of Tess. 
but like the way it comes across as like a kiss in the from an infected figure is still a little off-putting and and weird and yeah something to do is a way smarter reading than than i can ever give it but like it it is very strange and i think it did like put off a few people for sure more than a few probably ellie ella ramsey continues to kill it i love her yes she's doing a great job now (laughs) i mean i I did that now I was going to say, not now. Yeah. She was great in the first episode, too. But I really liked her line with uh, with Joel with the gun. And she was like, yes. all right, fine. I'll just throw a sandwich at him. I was like, that is such an Ellie. That, that was, that was <laughs> yeah, similar to the tendrils. I was like, okay, now I'm, fu- I'm fully in on Bella Ramsey. I yeah. knew her acting chops. I saw her in Game of Thrones. <clears> she was fu- she fucking killed it there. But like that line, that got me in yeah. a way that I was like, oh, this is how I remember laughing the first time I heard Ellie make a crack when I played The Last of Us for the first time. It was one of those things that happened subconsciously. I was like, okay, I really like this. I really, really like this. <clears throat> My final note is that I'm not one to like completely like be like, hell yes, fan service. I'm not going to lie to you. When I saw Joel give Tess the, the fucking the Sony boost, yeah. when I saw him <laughs> move the cabinet, and when I saw them take off their backpacks and like prep their gear, I was like, damn, I don't know. This kind of got me. That's kind of cool, you know? It I've is, done that in the game. fan service. It's world building. Like, like when you compare it to other shows of similar genres, like, the amount of times that like I'd watch The Walking Dead and they're like, "All right, guys, we're going on a we're going on a, a scavenging mission," and they're all walking around in t-shirts and jeans with no <laughs> gear on them, and they all have unlimited ammo. Like small things like this, it's like, is it fan service yeah. or is it just that world building? Like in this, it seems to be like a happy win-win where it's both. But like yeah. I look at that stuff and I'm like, this is okay. This is getting me invested. This is grounded. Yeah. They're checking their mags before they go into the building because they only have so Dude. much ammo. The silence in the museum as Joel is trying to load his revolver as silently as possible. Get the fuck out of here. So good. So good. Sound editing in this this was great. The sound mixing was excellent. Yeah. Yeah. The clickers. The clickussy. Oh, my God. So good to have those voice actors back because, man. Very last thing from, from me, at least. The very beginning when they're leaving the the area for the first time where they were they were camping out and Ellie was in the sunlight and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And Joel opens the door. It sounded like a clicker, right? Like yes. I'm not the only yep. I, was, I was so free. I was like, holy shit, they're showing up so, right now. It was a tease though. But it was just the door. I don't know, I don't, but I I don't know like, how long we want to do this. There oh, I'm I, done. I'm done. They are high so Sony Productions is involved with this in some way or another. I have a theory that they are lending sound effects from either TLOU part one or part two to the studio because A, why wouldn't they? The sound effects are already made. And B, I swear to you, I've heard sound effects from the game in episode one, specifically when the guard turns around and finds them. It sounds like they're mixing with the wind sound, the um, enemies alerting to you that rewatch that clip. Rewatch that clip. I think they're doing this. You're right, Rashan, because I heard that and I was like that. They're being cheeky. They're make the door creaking. Oh. Sound, they're mixing with the clicker. Mm, if you do things like, if you go back and watch episode one, there are certain sound effects where I'm like, yeah. And why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they use free sound effects that are already <laughs> made? Quick note before we move on. Uh, episode three, of course, according to critics, and then one critic friend of mine uh, who said that episode three is going to be the one that everyone talks about. It's the one that plays with structure the most. It's the one that it was going to win Emmys. It is by far and away everyone's favorite who has already seen the season. Episode three is the best of the bunch. So be prepared for next week to blow your minds. Bill yeah, is just built Bill is built different. Bill is built different. Like <laughs> and what a again, what a what a fucking perfect pairing. Bill's already yeah. the, like just one like of the best me and you from the game, and then they're like, oh, also it's gonna be Nick Offerman playing it. <laughs> Moving on. Just like me and you, I heard it. <laughs> 
Moving on. Nice. Thank you. What you got for me, Dan? What have you been up to? Uh, yeah, as I alluded to before, I beat High on Life. Uh, very much enjoyed it. Um, it's definitely a very, it's a good Game Pass game. I, I enjoyed my eight or nine hours to beat it. So uh, the jokes, I think, landed pretty well for me until the end of the game, like I said before. Uh, some jokes that don't land because of the circumstance um but behind justin roiland um but yeah uh squanch games i feel like did a good job here and i'm interested to see what they do next um kind of i don't know be another game pass game that'd be kind of cool out of them so and actually the gameplay mechanics i i do want to touch on that a little bit as well because like as you go on in the game you get you unlock more guns um and at the end of the game you have all the guns obviously and i think they did a really good job of making each gun unique both in terms of personality and in terms of gameplay mechanics so um i did really like that as well so yeah good game i i think it was a good game Shout out to the knife. The knife was uh, hilarious. Yes. <laughs> that was by far my favorite character. He just loves to devour the blood. I love it. I yeah. love that chaotic energy. That was great. Yeah. And it doesn't stop. Like, he, just... he, he goes through <laughs> that all the way through, through the end. That's awesome. There's actually a really good... I really want to tell you guys about one of the boss fights, but I won't because of spoilers. Maybe after the show if you guys want to hear it, but there's a real, one really funny, funny, funny one that I thought was good. But anyways. I will probably be interested. Yeah. But until then, Ro, what do you got for us? I've got two games. I've got A Space for the Unbound, which came out Ooh! last week, I think. <laughs> <laughs> which is an indie game that I, okay. I, I picked Christian as well. I was very interested in as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically uh, Space for the Unbound is like a narrative action adventure game by Toj Studios. I, I always butcher their name. It's either Toj or Toje. But um, you play as an Indonesian high schooler named Atma. And basically uh, you're in high school and high school is about to end. And you and your super cute girlfriend, they have such a cute dynamic in this game. They're adorable. Uh, have to decide their future before school ends. Uh, but instead of doing that, they make a bucket list together to do before high school ends. And that's pretty much as far as I've gotten uh, for myself. And you're just doing all these cute stuff with your girlfriend. You have like the uh, a notebook as well that like makes you go into the hearts, deep, deep into the hearts of people around you where you can get rid of stuff that uh, upset them to unlock puzzles. And it, there's a Very lot more to it than what... Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, very Persona-esque. Um, but yeah, there's more to it, but I haven't gotten that far. I only beat the prologue, which I had already played because I played the demo, and I got a little bit further into the, like, the first chapter. But there's still a lot more to play, but based on what I've played so far and based on what, everything that I've seen online, that this is a, a very special game. Um, so I'm excited to see where it goes. And the other game that I've played is Tales of Arise, which I've touched on a little bit. But I'm getting near the end of it now, and it's very—it's a JRPG game, very, very JRPG with its story and all that stuff. But the combat is so, so good. Um, basically, there's uh, two types of people: Renans and Danans. And Danans are enslaved by Renans, but you are on a mission with a Dan uh, a Renan who teams up with you to take down all the evil Renan lords for some reason. I can't say because I'll be spoiling. But mm. you on this journey, you meet other Danans and Renans, and you become a ragtag team of people who are usually opposed to each other just because of the state of the world. Um, but th that's that story is really touching, and the characters are really awesome. And the combat is 
just so fun, so fun. It's like based off of combos, and the more the higher your combo gets, the more chances you get to do these really cool finishers. It's just a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, that's kind of all that I've been playing. Oh, you guys got some cool games. You guys have been playing. You know what I've been up to? Let me tell you. Uh, remember how I used to play Mario Golf with the lads pretty often? Yes. You used to bring Peter and you just kind of catch up. Well, we switched games. One of my friends who I went to grad school with decided, I want to fool around on Fortnite. So he downloaded it. And he made us all get it. And uh, we've been squabbling up on Fortnite almost every night, just chilling. I think I'm up to like around 15 wins this week. Nice. Just vibing. My little anime girl just running about. <laughs> just about Deku to ask Smash. Where skin is. <laughs> Deku Smash is extremely overpowered. I use it. So I get all my wins. Christian, That's all I've been doing. Christian playing Fortnite. Who would have thought? In 2023. Oh, wow. <laughs> not me. I would have never guessed this. Gage. Um, aside from the usual, I have been playing a game called Diplomacy is Not an Option. I am absolutely just obsessed with this game right now it is very similar to minecraft legends uh it is a rts small scale rts slash city builder um but it's exactly the one that i've been craving where um each of your little like i'm not a big fan of the of the uh sim games that are like large scale where it's just like hex grids like i know civilization is kind of like that it's well regarded people love that i like seeing where it's like okay i have one little kingdom i can see if I have 200 population, I can see 200 little people running around and like mm. making trails and all that stuff. And your army, you can you command them like unit by unit. Um, so when you have like 50 sort of units there and you're sort of dragging to select all of them and moving them, small things like that are just very satisfying. You know, building walls like brick by brick or sort of grid by grid, all that kind of stuff. Very fun. Also, shout out to the devs because they have a little bit of fun. You go through the options and at the very, very bottom of the options, there's a diplomacy setting, and your options are either it's not an option, off, or no. And it's fun. Fun. That's cute. I like it. That is, a, that is a very surprising game for me to hear from you. I'm not going to lie to you. Yep. But I'm glad you're having fun. I like a lot of genres. I, I just have been stuck with first-person shooters for a while. But I'm quite a big sure. uh, city builder and uh, sim fan. Like City Skylines, I played the crap out of that game. Why don't you play the crap out of me? I'm going to. Or why don't you play the crap out of the topic of the show? This week oh, no. is video game writing actually bad. This has been Twitter discourse, insufferable Twitter discourse <laughs> for the past few days. So we decided why not do it here as well, but in a more nuanced capacity. Am I right, fellas? Yes. No, you're bad. Thank oh. you. Well, <laughs> all right. Uh, this all stemmed from a clip of somebody playing upcoming score enix game for spoken i'm sure we've all seen the clip have we all seen it so i just move shit with my freaking mind yeah. okay before we get into any kind of discussion i mean because our discussion is, is stemming from this what are your thoughts on Forspoken just in general like in writing delivery these clips what are we thinking delivery is fine delivery is very rarely the issue because the director is the one that says yep good good take so you know what Fair. <laughs> Leave Ella alone. Here's what I want you to do. Here's no, no one is going after right her now. though. No one. No, is, I don't who, care. I don't you care. Think? Here's how you're, we're gonna settle the argument right now. Here's if you think the writing in Forspoken is bad, I want you to Google Forspoken cast. I want you to click on the first name that pops up and go to images. And I want you to stop. Just 
stop. Just look at the Google no. images. This is not a nuanced take. Stop. This is this is a horny take. <laughs> <laughs> my here's my answer to the question that I that I'm asking. Is video game writing actually bad? The answer is yes. It's but however, it's always been bad. Yes. But bad is an is, is an asterisk. Um of course, because context matters. Ro, what are you thinking on Forspoken this clip? Uh from this clip, I I I didn't like it what I what I saw. But then I asked myself, why don't I like it? Because if it was a Sonic game and Sonic was saying this, I'd be like, holy fuck, this mm. is awesome. And I and I mm. and I don't know why that is. And it I hope we can discuss that and then figure out why. That's a great question. It, it's uh and I, maybe it's has has to do with the type of game it is. I don't know why when I look at Forspoken, I'm expecting something mm-hmm. different, I guess. And when I when she says stuff like this, I, it just puts me off for some reason, even though this type of writing is something that I would usually I, would, I usually like. And, I, and I, I honestly, I don't know why it's not working for me here. I don't know. And maybe somebody could like help. But when I'm seeing the gameplay, the walk, the parkour looks cool. When I played the demo, I didn't really like the combat, so that soured that part of it for me. And when I was listening to the cuff and her going back and forth, that didn't work for me either. And right. yeah, I, I want to hear what everybody else thinks on, on this clip too, but yeah, I, I, I didn't an, like what I, I, I saw. Answer, I have an yeah. answer for you, but we're going to take some time to like circle around there if that's all right. Yes. Daniel, your top level thoughts on Forspoken. These uh, clips. Yeah, uh, I think I think the reason it doesn't work for me is very similar to Ro. Like, I just don't think it works in this world that they built. Like, very much I'm in of the same mindset of if if this was in something else, like if this was in High in Life or something. Like, not even that because the High in Life's a lot more, you know, a lot. I don't know, dirtier jokes and stuff like that. But it's a bit more crude humor. Yes. Yes. Mm. But like I look at this world and I feel like this world is like a realistic like fantasy type world and then they're making like this banter and I'm just like I don't know if this quite fits. Okay, I don't yeah. there's something that, about it. It's weird We're because jump right into the answer. Go right, grow, go. Yeah. Go ahead. And I I cuz I think I feel like I'm conflicted emotions within myself even because when I saw the first trailer and she's like that's a fucking dragon and she's wearing Converse <laughs> and she has a has a cape and she's wearing her New Yorker outfit I was like this is dope. I love this. And then I'm and it's here and she's still wearing a cape. She's still wearing her Converse and she's still essentially saying the same shit. I just I don't know. I really don't know why I'm not driving with it anymore. Maybe I grew up in the last two months. I don't know. <laughs> but I just I don't know what happened. It's weird. And it Gage. could be that like Twitter is is influencing my brain mm-hmm. in some way. I don't know. My actual nuanced opinion, if you want to call it that, which I'm not going to claim that it is, is that nice. I do believe this is just a Twitter hive mind situation kind of gaslighting us all into thinking this because I saw a really great tweet. I don't know who it was. I, I just I just liked it and moved on, which is how I operate on Twitter. <laughs> um, where they said like, "Hey, you guys all watched two Deadpool yep. movies with this, and Thank uh, you. you guys were." I didn't like Deadpool then. either, though. But uh, yeah. so that's okay. So you're <laughs> fine. You're safe then. <laughs> me, I did enjoy Deadpool, yeah. but I also am not like. No, I don't think Forspoken is the best dialogue I've ever right. heard. But like, yeah. this is the thing. It's like, from what I understand, which I only saw the first trailer I was really impressed with, and then I have left it since, is that I'm pretty sure the whole idea is that she's like a modern day human that gets sucked into this fantasy world. So like, he's the guy. Like, does it, when Dan's like, oh, does it make sense that she's saying all these things? I'm like, well, kind like it's. I think it's supposed to contrast the magical world around her. She's like, what the fuck's going on? And it's like, well, 
mm. chick's from New York. I mean, she's been sucked into Skyrim in real life. See, I didn't know that I context. Know. I had no idea. Yeah, I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that was the original like hook of the game when they first showed it off, is that she gets sucked into this realm, and she's like, wait, yeah. what the fuck? Why am I here? That's Which, right, again, yeah. with that context, it's like, okay, is it the best written? No, but like, is... Is it any worse than Mass Effect Andromeda? Is it any worse than like like any of these other games yes. that come out? And this this is part this is part of my answer. When I say yes, they've always been bad. So have other things that people have liked before. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. I fucking despise that movie. I think that movie is written just like terribly. I think I think that writing is bad. I think the Dev- Deadpool movies are bad. I think James Gunn's Suicide Squad is bad. Right? Crazy. crazy. I'm saying a lot, I'm saying a lot of things because like we have to look at what I'm calling monoculture which is like ever since the avengers 1 2012 came out there's been this trend where like we have to make things quippy we have to have like a ton of these kinds of dialogue where it's like referential to other things and we have to be like jokey and lighthearted. it happened in star wars episode 9 when the first time kylo ren meets oscar isaac's character i'm forgetting his name oh my god Um, he says who talks first i talk first you talk first it's like that is very much the marvel thing right and so these kinds of things have been like happening all over the place and it's happening more in the game and the reason why i think people are fed up with it is just like because like the like (laughs) we're getting so much of these quantity and not so much quality of it like naturally like these things start to get a little bit worse and we start to get tired of it forspoken seems to be the first kind of evidence of that in games where it's like we don't want this kind of writing anymore we're like we're, we're too used to it we're desensitized to it like we're everyone is tired of the marvel movies they're all the same now right so when you're seeing these kinds of similar writing in games you don't want to play that anymore either and you're seeing like games that are getting like your dramas your critically acclaimed games uh um get more like i don't know acclaim respect uh that's like what people are more into when you get like these more like lighthearted marvel-esque kind of games it's it's not so much the same anymore and that's that's one reason why i think people are are bagging on Forspoken so much. It's just it's one example of it. And yet, we get today, Hi-Fi Rush, you go watch the trailer for this, and it is beat for beat the exact same writing uh, and uh, like as Forspoken. The difference is we have major aesthetics change. We have a different tone, different gameplay, style that is like very much like inviting for us to like have these kinds of quirky and lighthearted uh, like line deliveries and when it matches that suddenly everything kind of clicks into place and we buy into this world and and writing of it but when it's like again forespoken which dan was kind of getting at like this kind of real world setting where it feels like a bit different we're kind of more off put and that's i think my answer so why people were bagging on it so much is the writing bad no not necessarily but context matters i don't think yeah. it's any worse than than most games that come out again the, that's the yeah. reason why the last of us is such a treasures because it is not it is the exception to the rule the performances in the last of us this is why i don't care if people are tired of hearing it i'm never going to stop singing the praises of the original last of us because those performances are so far and above and beyond the average video game performance like it's not even saying it's it's not even close especially now that i've been watching comparisons with the show coming out and watching the scenes i'm like man again the nuance in some of these performances on a 3d model is better than sometimes the Mm -hmm. real life equivalent so like when I see things like Forspoken, I see everybody losing their shit about it. I'm like, guys, this is like this is pretty standard for video games. Video games, yes. There's just a difference between voice acting and like actual acting. I don't think there's a difference in terms of like respect that you should get, but like there's just a there's just a bit of a difference when you're playing a character when you're doing a voice line for a character that's supposed to be sprinting around doing 360s in the air, doing you know 
MacGuffins or whatever the hell. Like, yeah, it, you're gonna, it, it's not gonna come across exactly right. But listen, Ella deserves better than this, all right? She just got finished <laughs> with Resident Evil. No one is ragging on Ella. <laughs> listen, but they are, because if you say this sounds bad and it's voiced by her and modeled after her, you are. No, you're conflating that. No one is talking about the voice actor. I think they're talking about the game itself. I would reckon. I don't know if anyone else. It's too close. It's too close to the voice actor. Because no one is saying like, wow, Ella is so bad in this. Or like, Mm -hmm. oh, the voice actor's like, this delivery sucks. It's like, no, it's the writing. Hmm. True. It's, yeah, it's not. Because she's speaking the words, you're indirectly (sighs) insulting. I don't think that's true at all. (laughs) It's not like a Peter. (laughs) It's not like a Peter Dinklage situation from Destiny. That wizard. That was bad. Came from the moon. (laughs) That was this. Oh, my God. Bro, yeah, because you had some some thoughts on Hi-Fi Rush as well. Yeah, I, 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 you said exactly what I was thinking earlier. Where it's like this is the cheesy writing that Forspoken has, but I'm into it, and I think you explained why I'm into it is because I'm expecting it when I look at it, and I, I'm just more accepting of that writing. And I, I don't know, I. I, I really don't know. I honestly, I'll be, <laughs> you're explaining it. I get it, but I, I, I still don't know because I should, I should like first spoken, even though it doesn't look like it, it should have this writing. Yeah. It does. And I, sh- and I should like it. And I, and I don't, and I, and I, it might be because I am tired of it. And I, I don't know. It, it is an interesting conversation to have for sure. But um, like fire emblem engage came out recently and there's been a lot of clips online of uh, dialogue from that and i'm like these are fucking hilarious dude these <laughs> these are like out of context clips are so freaking funny but if they were in any other game i'd be like what the fuck is this? why are they mm. writing them like this this is ridiculous but because it's fire emblem and because it looks like fire emblem i'm like okay yeah i can get behind this i'm glad they, they took this very bold step for fire emblem wow this is amazing but anything else i'd be like this this is terrible, and I think I need to internalize that and work on my biases a little bit more. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't think that Forspoken is a. I haven't played it. I didn't like the combat, but like Gator saying, I don't think it's 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 something crazy that we need to shit on. Like it's, it's yeah, this horrible thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's sure. It's like a, it's a video game, and it people and should get a grip if like they're this. doing that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I will say this, though. I do think it's a bit odd, though, that they have the option in the game to slide down the amount of uh, quips and, like, you know, what do you call it? Like, uh, that dialogue between her and the cuff banter. Like, there's a banter slider. You can turn it off. She's like, they're doing it less. That's a little bit weird. Is it, though, or is that not a direct result of them seeing that they're being like dunked on for because this isn't new like the, these criticisms have been floating yeah. around for about eight months now since high the on, last deep depth deep dive uh, gameplay trailer we got high on life has a very similar feature yeah mm. so does god of war ragnarok it totally does yes <laughs> uh people people were complaining they, they, they in the first game oh, they talked too much yeah, Raise so the puzzles, puzzles like yeah. you can turn you can turn those kinds of things off. Not not the banter, but yeah, the amount of frequency of talking when can I, when guiding can I, players you can turn down. Can I turn off the the three straight hours of Freya and and uh, Kratos arguing <laughs> back and forth? <laughs> they, there was another. I just want the best for them, huh? 
Sorry, Ro. You had no, some real okay. say. There was another com- uh, comparison <laughs> with uh, the writing for for Spoken and another game, uh, which was Uncharted. I saw it's like yep. you guys were like totally go play fine Uncharted with too. Me. Yeah, it's like you got exactly just go play the game. But uh, I was like, there's also the time frame that those games were released in as well, mm-hmm. where it was before Marvel as well. Or at least, or at least we weren't as deep into Marvel MCU as right. we are now. Mm. where we were even more accepting for those kind of things. And again, the, what it was trying to be was an Indiana Jones, like Tomb Raider, like spinoff thing. So yep. it was like, this is what exactly. we're looking for. And yeah, I, I, th- I thought that was a weird comparison, but I, I would love to, I don't know if any of you guys have like anything off the top of your head, but like, what's, a, what's an example of actual bad writing in gaming that you could think of, like a video game that has actually bad writing? Because I don't think Uncharted That's is one great- of them. That's a great question because I don't even think Forspoken is technically even one of them. I, I mean, I, at least I can't judge it off these like thirty-second clips. Like, right, yeah, I get it exactly. in context, but like, uh, come on, it's a little bit too short for me to tell. Like, is it corny? Sure, but is it outright bad? Not necessarily. So I, I would, don't think. So I would, and this this is this is maybe a bad example because I feel like it's just a localization <laughs> issue. But I would say like the Resident Evil games come to mind, right? Mm. Of bad writing, <laughs> especially the original ones before prior to resident evil 7 yeah like you boot up resident evil 5 right now and tell me that uh the plot them being in south africa is well written but again like here's here's the thing like it's it's part of like the corniness of like like you buy into like that we're like you're expecting a level of corn now this is this is shifted into a separate conversation though of of your tolerance for bad writing because you're saying right. that that's part of it but i would say that it's objectively bad writing it's like i would say the resident evil games especially yeah. before the remakes even you could even argue with the remakes are still like but not of, the greatest. A bit of Here's campiness. Gr- right. Sonic Two, bad writing. Sorry, Sonic Two, horrible. <laughs> I'll stop you, Faker. Um, Life is strange. I think is yes. a pretty good example. Yeah. That's the one I thought too. Thank Where you. Where I love this- that game, love mm-hmm. it. But you could absolutely tell that these the writers in this room are not teenage girls, but they're writing teenage girls like freaking idiots. But right. again, I love that the hella. That Chloe uh, says all the that's time. What I was thinking of the hell. Uh, and I was so, like, this is so it, stupid, but I love it because I'm expecting this kind of writing for the type of teen drama tale that they're telling. But I can, I could also admit that this is, this is bad writing. But right, yeah. right. it's hard, man. Like it's, it's really hard to like determine what is gonna like hit with audiences and what isn't. Like, there's just something about first spoken. Like, bro, you're like, it is very hard to pinpoint why people hate it so much and honestly i'm part of it like it just does not look fun to me like i i'm when i'm watching these clips i'm just like no i'm sorry i get it but like it's it's just not for me it does not speak to me and then the people are like no this is funny i like this is, seems like right up my alley yeah it's very weird yeah and, and at the end of the day i think that's great like more power cool. to those people who enjoy it and good for us for not spending the extra money to try it and hate it and like, as long as we're not shitting on other people for liking it, and they're not telling us that we're wrong for not liking it, everything should be good in the world. But Twitter is not like that, no. <laughs> and we're wrong for not liking it, and they're wrong for liking it. And yeah, it's it's, but we're not like that. We're cool. Are we cool? <laughs> I think we're. I, I would reckon also like Final Fantasy, especially like Crisis Core that just came out, which is a, you know, mm. not a remake, but a remaster of an older, much older game. Like that is very corny dialogue. Very corny settings. Yeah. Probably bad writing, if we're, if we're probably discussing that. And yet we let it slide. We buy into that level of camp. 
the people that were re- I watched uh, kind of funny's uh, review on that with Tim, who had played it before in Blessing as well, but Roger played it for the first time, and mm. it was his first time playing. And it was like this is really bad. <laughs> like some of this stuff is like not good. And Tim and and Tim was like, well, like it is, but I love it. And it's exactly what you guys are what what we've been saying, where you come into it with expecting something, and the people who have played it already who know what it's like are like. I don't know. It's just it's just about your taste, like you like I, you guys are saying. It's like yours. What? Yeah. I, I want to give a few more examples because like I find that thought experiment of like, can you give an example of bad writing? Neon White came out last year. The narrative of that game was so off-putting, the writing of it was so bad that many journalists, players, including myself, eventually started skipping the cutscenes. You know, like the the you know comic the the text-based stuff because it was just so bad and it just added nothing. And yet that's like a lot of people's like on the game of the year list because it plays so well. But it's also very like anime inspired. So it's a very, yeah, I don't know. It's a very unique issue to games, right? Where it's like the gameplay is at the end of the day, the most important mm-hmm. thing, right? So, yeah, that's interesting. And it turns out with Forspoken, when people are very mixed and not feeling great about the minute to minute gameplay, or like what there is to find in the environments, you know, is, is there enough to do in the game? Um, when you compile all these kind of like mixed feelings about the game and then add like a barrage of, of, of writing that maybe doesn't land, suddenly it's like, oh, that's when you start hitting like, oh, this is just bad. Right. And you focus on the thing that everyone can see, which is just the writing, the, the clips that you the can share out. To. Yes. The easiest thing, yeah. Because it's very hard to show off, you know, Disappointment with uh, you know lack of stuff to do in an environment. You need time to do that. So, I mean, Square Enix is 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 uh, not a small company, and they'll be fine. But it is kind of sad to Stranger see. Stranger like, Paradise, dog. That's a great example too. Oh my god, yeah. And, and that's another Final Fantasy one though too, where mm-hmm. some people might have just ex- expected that, but no, a lot of people were ragging on the on the writing for that one in particular. Actually, when that came out. Um, but but yeah. I was, what I was going to say was that it's sad to see like a new IP be like this because we're always asking for like, come on guys, do something different. We don't want a number two to this. We want want something new. Right. Let's give me something new. And and they do, and it just doesn't hit the way that we were all expecting it to. But again, Square Enix is going to be fine. But it is kind of well, let alone a game with like a black lead, which like yeah. I, I won't get into block. now. But like you could definitely like read into like internal biases for sure, and th- that reading would probably be valid. Maybe you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, another discussion for another time. Well, that's, that's, for you three to, it. that's for you three to internalize because I'm the only one that doesn't have a problem with it. <laughs> that's that's true. You spent the whole time saying, look at her. <laughs> I did. On the other side of the coin, I did objectify her almost entirely. But, <laughs> sure, sure. but if we're picking sides. Yes. Yes. All I know is Kirk is, I think, is going to play Forspoken, right? Is Kirk excited for it? Or is Kirk, that Hogwarts? He'll probably, well, he is, actually, no. Kirk is going to flip floppy. Sometimes I think he he's in... and sometimes he disagrees. I think so. The answer, Hogwarts. Yeah. Oh, oh, got Sorry. it. The answer is video game writing actually bad. That depends. <laughs> we don't know. Who would have thought? <laughs> it, de- it depends. We have the definitive answer here. <laughs> Me personally, I say yes, but I think everything sucks. <laughs> Unlike this podcast. Which, thank you again, everyone joining us live on YouTube and Twitch as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you get your pods. 
Thank you, Roshan. Thank you, Iso Christian. Hi, Yasmin. Thank you, Gage and Daniel. What's up, King? This has been Podcast PXN, and we are out here. Much love, and keep on gaming. Drink teas, take care of yourself. See ya.